0: Hello, everyone out there in Twitterland! Hello, Twitter world! Here we are again from our first official
1: episode from the Writers' Block.
0: Yeah, which is crazy. I'm very excited that we got to do it this week, since I totally screwed up and didn't do it last week. Yeah, I blame you for that. Definitely, well, blame you should for blame that. me for that.
1: <laughs> for those of you who don't know, my name's Brandon Morehouse. Jake and James. I am Jake Plukicker. <laughs> we need to work on that. Welcome to the Writer's Block. This is an open discussion about all things writing. And tonight we're focusing on genres. Oh, that's going to be a heavy one, Jake.
0: It is going to be a heavy one, but you know what? I'm really super excited about it. I think it will be... Um... Enlightening.
1: It's, yes, let's learn from each other. That's what we do here, right? That's that's what we do here. And as always, if you'd like to join in on the conversation, just tap that little mic button in the very bottom of your screen, and we'll invite you on to, to join us. And if you can't listen to us, or if you're not listening to us, which doesn't make any
0: sense now that I think about it,
1: if you'd like to listen to us <laughs> elsewhere, Jake, where, can, where else can they listen to us at?
0: They can listen to us on most podcast platforms, or they can go to podbean.com, and we're on the writer's block. Yay, that's exciting. I think we got a couple of accomplishments this this week, didn't we, with the show? Oh my gosh, I am so excited. You guys have no idea. So I'm going to announce this one because it's very exciting to me, (laughs) that we have just recently, today, passed 200 downloads. Woo! that's so exciting that's really which is crazy given that we've only been on like the podcast platform for what like three weeks a month just I don't over even a
1: month <laughs> the show's been out on, on on podbean but i think this show on twitter has been going since january 17th i believe yeah january 17th so we're, doing, we're, we're making waves. I mean, they're small waves, but we're going to get there, right? Like, we'll get there. And if we don't, that's okay, too. That's perfectly fine.
0: Don't you dare downplay our waves. You leave my waves alone, sir. Exactly. my waves alone. We need to have positive waves always, coming always from Always positive you. waves, so.
1: All right, now that we've done the formalities, as always, I have to start the show off with a discussion that Jake
0: knows nothing
1: hold on let's back up jake how's
0: your week going let's let's start there let's start there um i got bit by a dog today that i was trying to rescue from running away and getting run over oh my gosh are you are you okay Um, i have a couple of little gashes on my hand but it's really not that bad um and we made up afterward so i gave him scratches and he decided that i wasn't quite as bad as he thought i was that's, that's and uh, other than that, I've just been doing some reading and working with horses, and that's been my week. That's... How about you?
1: Um, You know, kind of a slow day.
0: It was pretty slow for me. I am going to smack <laughs> you upside the head, just so that all of our listeners know, Brandon is ridiculous about downplaying his accomplishments that he does every day. It w- Just so everyone's it aware. It was a slow day. For the umpteenth million time that I'm telling I you, I didn't this. get that
1: much done though.
0: You're such a liar. <laughs> I got a lot. <lie>. Brandon Morehouse <laughs> is a liar, everybody. Brandon Morehouse is a liar. Whatever. But no, other than that, it's been a, it's been a not a bad week. It's been a it's been
1: a good on um, more on the good side than a bad side.
0: So good. I'm very glad.
1: Yes. So all right, now let's get into it. <sighs> Jake, I'm gonna hit you with
0: this term. Now. Before you even start, Brandon has been sitting on this for, like, a week, and he is so excited. And he was like, how can I see you while I ask this question? Because I know your face is going to turn red from embarrassment. And that's exactly what I want to do on this show, is embarrass myself in front of everybody. Well, I mean, I I, I heard about
1: this word last Thursday from a co-worker who heard about it on TikTok. And I was... Re- immediately went to my office and wrote the word down and um i think within like an hour i was jake i already know what the topic is going to be what i'm going to hit you with next week and now i just can't tell you i had to sit on it right
0: yeah it was awful normally luckily normally brandon comes up with these like five minutes before and love that about it, him. It, we're lucky it but... was five in, I think there was one where it was like
1: we were waiting and I was like I still don't know what I'm going to talk about <laughs> Anyways, okay. Alright Hit me with this word, okay. Brandon So let's back this up a little bit I want to, Jake you grew up Mormon correct?
0: I okay. did, yes. That's
1: where we're, we need that as a background
0: <clears throat> Okay so I heard... I'm a little worried okay, now you
1: should, be, you should be very worried <laughs> So I heard this term, and I want you to mm, describe it. Like, you have to tell me what the word meaning means, OK? If you even know what it okay. is. If you don't know what it is, I will gladly, gladly explain it. Can okay, you, ex- can you it. explain to me and the lovely audience what the term soaking means?
0: Um, that is when you prep your clothes to be washed. You are so full of shit. No, try again. Um, honestly, I have absolutely no idea. Okay. So in the Mormon, well, in the Mormon. Is it, go ahead. Is it like, is it like, um, on Newsies where they soak the guys that are scabbers?
1: No, not even close. I'll just explain it. Uh,
0: Yeah, just explain it.
1: In the Mormon church or in the religion, it's not that the act of sex that is wrong. It is the motion, correct? It's like thrusting and so on and so forth. The move it's the movement. So what they the loophole in that is when and when there's penetration and there's no movement and they just sit there. So but then they have somebody else shake the bed.
0: Oh my gosh, you've got to be kidding me right <laughs>
1: <now>. <laughs> And that's what they call soaking, because you're just kind of sitting there and somebody else is doing the movement for you. My first question was, does that count as a three-way? Like, I don't... <laughs> I... Wow, just wow right now. <laughs>
0: That is all I have to say to you, Brandon Morehouse. Uh, oh, my gosh. I sat on that
1: for a week. I was like, I cannot
0: wait. And you are so proud I'm of yourself. I'm so proud of
1: myself on that one. <laughs> it's hilarious. I mean, good on them for finding that loophole, but... Wow. I...
0: <laughs> I have no I words. I love that you're
1: like, is that when you're like prepping the laundry? No. What? No. <laughs> you should
0: know. That's what you do. You pre-soak your laundry. Yeah, I don't do that. Well, some people do.
1: You. Okay, so you're a soaker. That's fine. Wow. (laughs) Good on you. I mean, good on you. So, that being said, Jake, let's get into the bulk of it. How does that sound? Okay, let's do it. So, let's talk genres. So, what is, I mean, this is, I'm going to play really stupid here. What is a genre?
0: Okay, so genres, base, like in their simplest form, is basically a category of, in our case, books um, that have similarities in style or in subject matter. Okay. And that's the episode. Thank you, everyone. Have a good night. No. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> Appreciate you. No, that is definitely not the episode. Everybody, stick around. Yes, definitely not it. (laughs) So,
1: how many is there like a set number of genres? Basic, basic genres. Because I'm not, we're not jumping into like the sub genres and stuff like that yet.
0: So, basic genres, I, doing a little bit of research and stuff, I have come up with 14.
1: I would see I was thinking 13
0: but okay yeah
1: so right in that range
0: right in that range and and a lot of the basics people can just name right off the top of their head. There's those genres that are just kind of out there and it's so easy to pick up on them um, and if again, if anybody wants to jump in here and chat like actually speak, just go ahead and click that little purple mic button in the bottom corner and you can join in the discussion because this is a discussion right brandon yes (laughs) i mean it's not supposed to be just us chatting away the whole. no it's it's designed
1: to get everyone in here and having an open forum
0: so yes if you'd like to chat please hit that purple mic button
1: or if you don't feel comfortable put a question in the in the uh in the chat in the chat yeah absolutely so a genre now how, how did they... Do you know how they came about? Like, where did they come from?
0: Uh, other than people trying to kind of differentiate between genres, I have no idea, Brandon. Enlighten cool. me. Oh, no, I have no idea. So I was just... I was genuinely just... Rude. Thinking. You're supposed right. to just know this. Jeez. I'm not...
1: Well, I'm not an overly intelligent person, so...
0: Wow. Don't Fine. even start. Um, here's the thing. Genres are made and used frequently by agents, publishing houses, libraries, bookstores, everything that you write falls into a category, into a genre. And understanding what it is involved in those genres is extremely important to us as writers because we need to be able to pitch our book either to agents, publishing houses, or readers um, and to be able to do that, we have to say, this book is like these other books. This book falls into this category. Now, one thing that does
1: confuse me is I hear a lot of is, is young adult genre. Is
0: okay. That,
1: is that a genre or is that just because you hear that? I feel like you hear that a lot.
0: So, yes and no <laughs> um, is the what best fuck? answer. <laughs> and, and the reason that I say that <laughs> is because there are age categories on top of genres and so to me those are very distinct things you have young adult but you have different genre genres within that age category just like there are genres in every single age category so you have chapter books you have picture books you have middle grade you have young adult and you have adult um and inside of those you have all of the standard genres like fantasy and mystery and everything Mm, okay
1: so it just kind of helps sort it on. Because I, I do feel like there's authors out there that are like, oh, I write young adult. And you're like, well, that doesn't.
0: What are your questions? Like, that's and
1: kind the, of an umbrella statement. Like, what what genre? And right? see,
0: I wish they would say, I write for the young adult market. Oh. Because, okay. because then it kind of clarifies, you know, hey, I do write for the young adult uh, age category, but I mm-hmm. also, you know, dabble in mysteries and thrillers and sci-fi as a couple of examples that they might, you know, jump into in the young adult category. Okay. Now, something can be in multiple categories or multiple genres. All okay. Right. So, genre <laughs> blending is very very popular right now. Um, I it love gives genre. you a whole new twist on um, kind of these classic ideas and classic tropes, and, and everything else that we've discussed before in previous episodes. Um, genre blending is, like I said, very popular right now, and again, it's so important for you to understand what your genres are, right? If you are going to say this is a genre blend and you have no idea what those genres are that you're blending, you end up with a whole lot of nothing at the end of it <laughs> well and um, i
1: i'm a big fan of genre blending i think if you do it right you've created a lot of fun. like what was that one that i was like oh i really liked that idea a couple weeks ago oh it was the zombie apocalypse right yeah that meets uh king arthur yeah like, absolutely that would be kind of interesting to experience um one that i think is more popular um is Serenity. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's Western and sci-fi at the same time, which I think are very two, two very hard genres to mash up. That's a very tough one. But they did a they did a really good job with it.
0: Yeah, I will I will absolutely agree. I actually really love it. Um, Lindsay hopped on here and said that this is what Google tossed at her as far as genres went genre began as an absolute classification system for ancient greek literature as set out in aristotle's poetics for aristotle poetry which was odes and epics prose and performance each had specific design features that supported appropriate content of each genre thank you for looking that up lindsay that was awesome honestly thank you lindsay um it's always good to know the history behind why we do things the why is so important to me as an author um i know that other people are more concerned on the what and where and all that kind of stuff but whys are very important to me yes me too okay so <laughs>
1: that was believable right like
0: that was that was totally believable. okay <laughs> you're so... such a dork
1: <laughs> i know um so with with genres, do I'm interested to hear what you think about if there's going to be like a future genre that we don't? Do you think we have all of them, or do you think that there's going to be? Oh, this is a brand new genre. What do you think?
0: Okay, so here's my take on that. Um, I think that there are new genres that evolve from older ones as things kind of branch out i feel like the genres in literature kind of follow similar trends to those of music um where you know a hundred years ago we didn't have rock and now that's a huge genre of music that we have um i would kind of correlate that with um in the literature world uh steampunk is, is a more recent genre that has kind of uh, popped out there. And um, I I don't know. I think it's it makes it really difficult when you have things like sci-fi, which uh-huh. basically covers everything that could happen in the future.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've never read a steampunk, but I've always... Visually, steampunk art is beautiful to me. I just, I'm like, oh, that's... Amazing to think like that could happen, right? So I think you can't predict something when you don't know, when there's not a need for it, right? Like we don't have a need for it, so we can't predict it. Uh, I mean, you, whatever. Um, I'm trying to think of a new, I think that with with genres, there's this, there's there's a lot of sub genres that get really specific. And that's where things are starting to just, um spider web right like a crack window it's just everything's coming out like i think of one this goes back to one of our early episodes and for those of you don't know there's a genre out there and i think this this one got talked about for a couple weeks and it was dinosaur erotica oh my gosh brandon i'm not laughing at the authors the topic is just fucking hilarious to me because I'm like oh okay good on you that you found that and you're writing it and great love it go for it like I just think it's I mean,
0: but I it's know. it's those um, genre kind of then and, and even that is kind of a genre mashup mm-hmm. um, but it's those genres that are little subsets that are pushing the boundaries of what we know as genres that are going to keep building and growing um, and and become something at some point.
1: Um, so, looking at comments real quick, M's yelling at me about something, and I'm not sure what she's yelling at me about. She just says "branding!" exclaim in like five exclamation points. Amy says we need a teen genre.
0: I okay. So I'm gonna kind of jump on this tangent for just a minute, Amy. I absolutely agree with you. Um, there is this kind of void blank area between the ages of let's say 13 to 15-ish where there's a real lack of literature for that age group because the publishing industry especially feels like kids read up and they do read up but I don't want my 13-year-old necessarily reading about Um, A love triangle and and all these other things, uh, we're not quite there yet, you know? Um, And so it's it's funny to me because young adult and middle grade are kind of newer categories. um, As far as the age grouping goes, it used to be all called kid lit. Everything that was not adult was called kid lit. Um, And to me, that is such a broad category, and I don't understand how anybody figured out how to pick a book that their kids could read and feel good about it when there was so much out there from, you know, 18, 19-year-old main characters all the way down to, you know, early chapter books. So, to me, it's a... it's a big deal. I would love to see there be a few more categories through the age groups. Um, and that's, that's where like new adult comes in. It's a newer term that is trying to find its footing, um, for the, the adults that are still in the college age area where they're still figuring out life.
1: So like the twenties, um, So I think of, when I think of, like, you you said 13 to 15, there's kind of like a dead zone where there's not really any books for people that age appropriate. I think when when I initially, when I hear that, I'm like, well, that would be a tough category because at that age, you physically and mentally, you change a lot. Like, there's a lot happening to you. So how do you write a book for, I mean, there's a lot of like, this is what's happening to me and like blah 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 like uh, in your body but how do you make a group how do you write a story for a group that's changing that rapidly and that much
0: and i think that that is where this this teen section needs to come in and i think that it really should be kind of broken down into age groups of main characters and i know that's kind of uh you know nitpicky and and really kind of dicing that down into really separate categories but you know like i said right now middle grade is 8 to 12 um is kind of the age range there and young adult is kind of 14 15 and up and again i the things that i i don't necessarily want my 13 year old reading about Eighteen-year-olds, and I don't necessarily want my thirteen-year-old stuck reading about, um, you know, eight and nine-year-olds. And so I feel like there's this this gap there that we could fill, if we were to take the initiative to really separate those um, that into its own category, and then cut that in in pieces again for specific age groups. Right. I think that uh, in the movie industry, this that was done really well with um, seeing with Red um, and, and talking about uh, girls having periods and stuff. I think it was brilliantly done in a way that kids could understand. And it's something that, again, there's this gap in the movie industry where we go from sweet fairy tales and stuff to, you know, uh, teen movies. And there's not a lot of stuff in between. So I'm hoping that the industry uh, in all artistic industries will kind of help fill that gap a little bit more.
1: See, I can't speak. I can't really speak that because I don't have children. at that. I don't have any children, but I don't (laughs) I almost said I don't have any children at that age. And I'm like, wait, I don't have any children.
0: Yeah, but you don't you don't not, have children right now, man. Not that I know of, but that would be a miracle
1: if I did. Let's just yeah, that, that would
0: that would be a miracle <laughs> if you did.
1: I would agree with that. Like, um, oh, how did that get in there? That's weird. Uh, um, <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, so we talked about um, the different kinds of genres. Now, I I just uh, mm, I, there's I don't. I, I I guess I don't understand. Like if you look at the genres on uh, Amazon, okay. I'm wor- I worry. I shouldn't say worry. Worry is not the right word. I I question how many genres there are because there are. Oh my God, there's ridiculous. Because then they break them down and they break them down further. And I think we as authors, especially indie authors, when you're putting your book on Amazon or wherever you are, you need to know what your book is obviously um, but then you can also kind of touch base on well it's also in this category this kind of like military and so on and so forth like even Scott military on it, it's kind of falls in that military genre so you can hit multiple genres at the same time is there like a
0: limit to how many genres you can touch so when pitching to an agent when pitching to a publishing house Absolutely. They want you to really narrow down on what your genre is. Um, genre in publishing, as as far as traditional publishing, needs to be really specific um, so that the agents and the editors at the publishing houses know exactly how to market it. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's a big... Uh, range that you can do if you are self-publishing though like you said there's cat there's hundreds of categories uh of genres on amazon and i think your best thing to do with that is to pick up on those keywords so like brandon i'm gonna put you on the spot can you list off i know right (laughs) i'm so good at this fuck you (laughs) (laughs) i would love to know Let's talk about your new age god series. Okay. What are some of the categories that you might put those books in? The the um, genres.
1: So I put it in
0: LGBTQ+, okay?
1: Science fiction which is an umbrella, but that's um it's, it's a category, right? It's a genre.
0: Yep, it's a genre.
1: <laughs> um urban fantasy. Okay? Um I did mythology. Perfect. I, I did military, I did um, uh, espionage, I did, I think there was the, like three more
0: that I did, but I can't remember what they were off the top of my head. And you've already touched on more genres than I could have even thought about for those books of yours, and the books are themselves are amazing. I'm so excited for you to relaunch those oh. and come oh. out with your third. It's, um, it's going to be really fun later this year. Well,
1: there's a there's a trick on amazon when you're uploading it and what you can do is as an indie author when you're uploading it to amazon the system asks you what genres do you want to do right but it only gives you five lines you only get five spots you there's a way around that though and you want to try to fit it in as many as possible so what you can do you can do your first line. And now it's only got so many spaces, so you can't list it out. I want to say it's like 250 characters or something. I'm not sure. We'll say 250 for lack of a better number. Okay. So use up those 250. So you can put your, uh, we'll say military, comma, espionage, comma. If you separate them out by commas, you can fit them into more categories. Cool. So, so then you can... Uh, you could probably get instead of just the five genres you can get 25 30 depending on which ones you which ones you want them in and just separate them out by commas and they fall into it
0: well and again especially on amazon especially for self-publishing it's really important to hit as many keywords as possible in this in the genre categories yes um because the more you're in there the more chance you have to be top of certain lists which is also yes. a great marketing tool
1: yep um going to the comments here real quick uh m says she's read a lot of agents requesting teen horror which is great um Lindsay said i picked up a time to kill at 14 i was deaf reading beyond my definitely reading beyond my age at that point i was it was the only book my mom didn't let me read at that age. She gently told me I wasn't ready for it. I picked it back up at eighteen. I'm glad I waited. And then, ooh, Jim has a good one. Will AI become a genre of its own? Ooh, I uh, I that... think that's valid. I think it will because it's it's an AI generated story, right? Because I think there there was a guy that just he picked up a book. Uh, no, he didn't pick up a book, but he picked up a publisher where he wrote a story with AI.
0: Oh my gosh. And he got a punishment deal out of it. See, that's crazy to me that that could be its own genre, which, you know, is very possible. Like you were talking about at the beginning, Brandon, it's like, well, what, what's, do do genres keep evolving and keep coming out? And the answer would be absolutely yes. I think that's a in very... In that case.
1: It's, and it's, not, I'm glad Jim said that because that is very valid. That AI should be its own genre. So we, so we as an author know, or reader, excuse me, that's an AI generated story.
0: Yeah. Like, and, it, and and okay. it, you know, like we've talked about before, and and people have very strong opinions on whether AI is, you know, going to ruin the world or whether it's going to be an advantage, um, whether you like it or not. I think AI is, in some respects, here to stay. And with genre, I think that classifying something in a genre as AI uh, will be something that we'll see at, you know, the public library and at booksellers. I
1: agree. 100%. And I want to know what you are yelling at me about. Okay, she's not going to jump on. That's okay. I think uh, she was yelling at you. Dino Again.
2: Dino. <laughs> porn again. You leave my Dino erotica <laughs> Brandon, alone. I I want you to send me your address.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, because i want to
2: send you something and you will send me back a book report on it.
1: <laughs> oh, do you have some do you have we some will Dino discuss erotica it
2: at one of these writer blocks? No, do wait. Do you have some title erotica? <laughs> I can order I, it on Amazon.
0: I, love I it. think having I a book it. report would be phenomenal. <laughs> that's seriously. <laughs> that's hilarious.
1: I mean, I'm all. Want,
2: yeah.
1: Love it. No. Yeah. And you've got my email address. Just send it to me. Oh, well, you have a real book, so never mind. That wouldn't work. I was like, just send me an email. Lindsay jump on. Here.
3: <laughs> Hi guys.
0: Hi <laughs> right, Lindsay.
1: How's
3: it going?
0: <laughs> we're going oh, you know, about having, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> we're just having a dandy time.
3: <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever seen like the AI examples that people have put out of, you know, like screen or screenwriters uh, like a script, you know. It makes me wonder how good maybe and maybe it's gotten like really good now, but it makes me wonder how well an AI generated novel would read, but I don't know. What what are what is y'all's opinion on that?
0: Great question. Um this is one that we've touched on lightly in a few other episodes and I love <laughs> my biggest thing is AI at this point cannot duplicate emotions yeah. it is very um, cut and dry as far as you know this is the scene this is the character but as far as putting emotions out there and getting uh, that that deep emotional or mental reaction it's a uh, it's sorely uh, missing the mark so to speak yeah
3: I kind of feel that way I with think- like AI art as well. And I will leave it at that because I kind of have strong feelings about that because I'm also an artist. I'm a mixed media artist. Ooh, very nice. But Ooh, like nice. it's one of those things where it's like, um, I don't know. I, I remember reading an article about a guy putting in stuff because you were talking about genres with if AI would become <laughs> its own genre, I kind of feel like that needs to happen in the art world too because there was one guy who swept a whole bunch of categories at like a local level art show. And all of his work was AI, and he didn't tell them beforehand. So a lot of people were really angry about it. And I don't know. Oh,
0: I would be I would be super pissed yeah. about that. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and I'm sorry to bring art into it because I know it's, like, a whole different, like, thing. But AI, I, I have very mixed feelings about AI. I feel like it has its, like, definite benefits. But, well, I mean, writers are artists. And like you said, you know, they just, like, lack that emotional – Connection that humans put into their work.
0: Yeah. So. I
1: think if you use it as a tool, it it helps yeah. and it, it can help you get to a next level of being a writer or any artist, I should mm-hmm. say. Um, but you can't use it as a a, a crutch. Yeah. Like you can help it. You can help. It can help you learn how to do things. Um, I think back to when. Uh, what was it? Spell check when spell check first came out. Everybody yeah, said, oh no, then you can just kind of they're freaking out and people aren't going to learn how to spell and so on. And it's like, no, it's just a tool we can use
3: well, why
1: do go? Well, to make ourselves better, but yeah. that's all on the user, too. So, yeah, I
3: know, absolutely. I was kind of, I thought that was kind of interesting because I hadn't really heard about until you guys mentioned it like AI stuff in books. So, I find that really, really interesting.
0: AI in books is going to be a topic that we keep coming back to on this show because it's kind of a hot-button topic as we keep moving forward with it. So, mm-hmm. um, so Brandon, I have a question for you. Fuck. Uh, what? I know, right? Um, why is it so important for you to know your genre? I don't know, Jake. Why is it so important that you know your genre? <laughs> Do not turn this around
1: on me, you goob. <laughs> It's important, it is important to know your genre cuz you need to under in my opinion you need to understand your tropes. You need to understand what works well in your category or in your genre and what doesn't um so you can use those to your advantage.
0: Okay. So like if i said a Oh shit, Chris is here. Son of a bitch. We love Chris. Don't
4: do that. Oh, <laughs> i feel so loved.
0: You should feel so loved, Chris. So loved. Hi, Chris.
4: (laughs) Hi, Brandon. So, uh...
0: (laughs) Dick, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, so, Brand, what if I told you that a book was a thriller? What kind of things would you expect
1: to see in that genre?
0: See, I immediately go, like,
1: into Michael Jackson mode when you say thriller. <laughs> um, I hate it.
4: It's it's ruins of the word thriller for me. Oh
1: my gosh. Anyways, um, I see. I'm not a big thriller reader, so I don't know what I would get. I, I guess like a slow burn would be my expectations out of that one.
0: You know, I think I think just maybe we have a thriller writer among us.
1: I was just gonna say that. I think doesn't M write thriller? I'm pretty sure she does.
2: Do maybe i M could do. hop on here but in the uh world you must call that a suspense thriller is a subcategory um Ooh. so i i had, just
0: learned something new <laughs> yeah uh
2: it's called suspense and when you're querying and you can have the subcategory which mine is listed under action thriller
0: so, Em, um, give me a few things that would signify that your book is an action thriller or under the suspense category.
2: Um, you're gonna have some real turbulence, I guess you could say. There's gonna be problems; um, they're not always solved. You know, like you might initially come upon a problem that your hero or anti-villain or whatever it is is on a constant mission to solve that issue. And, you know, they're chronically thrown off kilter. So. uh, And gaining their goal.
0: They're they're always, you keep them on their toes, your character's on their toes, so to speak.
2: Yes, unlike with romance, you know, you reach the pinnacle in the middle and then you kind of slowly roll downhill. With a thriller, you're going to, Peak at the beginning, you've got to give them something to latch their teeth into, for let, lack of a better term. No, that's you know, in chapter in chapter one, and you continue to build that. Oh gosh, what's going to happen next? And it's 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 an art form, I guess. Um, I love just, that. Just as somebody who writes. You know, love stories and I'm not talking about erotica, but somebody who writes love <laughs> stories can you know, we're definitely not talking about dino erotica.
1: Definitely uh, not talking about that. Leave my dino erotica alone.
2: <laughs> I can see a stash of it up under his bed. Right. Uh, <laughs> he's obsessed with that mess. I love it. Anyhow, you know, a real love story, you know, has that that oh, I hate to even use this word, climax. That where the couple gets together.
4: <laughs> uh, I'm, such a child. I'm such a child. I don't say children, please.
2: And everything <laughs> that leads up to them getting together is that mutual love, hate often relationship. And building that relationship is often what the reader is seeking.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I think that there are some very I need to learn
2: ju- some new words.
0: You- <laughs> I think your uh. words are just fine, Em. <laughs> um, I love that there are specific genres that are so clear, clearly defined, like Westerns. Brandon, if I told you that a book was a Western, what would you expect there to be in that book? I would expect there to be a horses
1: at some yep. point and some sort of fight on a train
0: i mean
1: fight. i would
2: expect hot cowboys
0: yeah that's the best part about westerns Jeez. You,
2: give me a ranch and a hot cowboy
1: see now you're riding like cowboy erotica
4: yes absolutely <laughs> absolutely <laughs> um, yes. In a barn. Mean... on a haystack i don't care oh i mean hear me out hear me out uh pedro pascal and ethan hawk are making a gay cowboy western so I mean, I'm here for it. Oh, wow.
0: Oh, that's kind of cool.
4: Did you I'll not know that? I'll oh, yeah, no. Pedro Pascal minutes. and Ethan Hawke are getting together to make a gay cowboy western. It's going to be great. I don't I, even know what it's about. All I know is the premise of it. It's gay cowboy western with Pedro Pascal and Ethan Hawke. I'm like, all right. It can be a trash fire movie. I'll enjoy every minute of it. I'm
0: sure. <laughs> I, I like that we're venturing out into the into the world of, you know, gay cowboy movies. More than Brokeback Mountain, so... Oh,
1: Ugh. oh, Ugh. That one was bad. I hated that movie.
3: I kind of feel like I grew up like with uh, Larry McMurtry and oh uh, Louis LeBourne. I don't know why I was a weird kid, and I loved uh, fantasy. Will always like have a place in my heart, like as my number one favorite. But like I, I'm from Texas. My dad ran around with a lot of the old ranchers and stuff, and we actually uh, are from the area where Larry McMurtry is from. Oh no way! And uh, and um, so like. And i always tell people i'm like as much as i love love lonesome dove if you don't like reading big old thick books just watch the, just, just watch, watch the, the movie because <laughs> <laughs> i mean the, it was the the play you know the script was written by the <laughs> by the author but no um I I, I I like hearing about the hot cowboys and all the different stuff i was like when i think about it i think about like you know the sackets and like you know going on the big cattle trains and stuff like that, but also <laughs> mixed in with like the hot cowboys and the train <laughs> fights and all that stuff. <laughs> or if it's more of a modern Western, you know, kind yeah, just like life on the ranch. And it's, it's, it's kind of interesting how even within like that very strong, you know, uh, genre, there are so many different experiences and expectations and stuff.
0: And I think, yeah. Lindsay, you just brought up a brilliant point, is that in all of these genres, you as an author have your own individual voice.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It's it's uh, putting your, your work into a category, but not saying, oh my gosh, my book is exactly like this other piece. And oh, yeah. That is the part that is so important. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I was talking I think- to my friend Amy. Uh, earlier today, actually, about how mentor books and um, comp titles and everything, they're not supposed to match exactly. And they're simply there so that you can say, Hey, I learned something. It's helped me with pacing or whatever else. And then you move on and you write things in your own voice.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I think, yeah.
1: touching on the Westerns for a minute, I want to go back to that for just a okay. quick second. I think i think we're gonna see a big push in westerns um
5: i, I read because i think okay. if you look at
1: like yellowstone that became kind of a big hit and people read they want out of the world that we live in right that's why we read well our our world is so involved in like technology and being modern and stuff like that that the western story is something that we can go to and it takes us out of the world Brandon, right,
2: we've got some mind. background noise. It's really kind of hard to hear you. Uh,
0: I, think
4: I, think.
0: I think we got it covered, Em. I think we got I, it. That helps. Um, I will say, so, too, I feel like westerns are kind of like this more modern day fantasy almost because not a lot of people live that lifestyle anymore. Right.
2: Yeah, but when you're talking about Yellowstone, that is a genre blend. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's a, a major genre blend. It's got it's like a, mafia aspects. It's got, I mean, I mean, that's what made that so successful.
4: Well, and I will say, in terms of like Western, and it, Western's all like as a genre is almost like a template that can be applied to so many things. So um, I will stand my ground that the Mandalorian series 100% was a space Western.
0: Oh, I will absolutely agree with you on that one. I've never seen it, so I can't speak to
4: that. It's it's amazing. You should watch it. And you're heathen for not doing so already. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> Don't worry. He's working his way through the Star Wars stuff on Disney Plus, so he will get there. It's I just got
1: it not that long ago, so I'm working my way through it. So yes, I'm
0: on. It's on my list. Kathleen, <laughs> jump on here. What were you gonna say?
5: Uh, well, I'm really enjoying this tonight. I needed a real good laugh, and you guys are hysterical. <laughs>
0: Oh, my gosh. Thank you.
2: Thank so you.
5: I was uh, thinking about the genres and my I was thinking about my parents. God bless them both. Um, my mother would come home from the library with historical fiction or biographies, and my father would come home with a pile of Westerns. And. They were, it was totally different. And I, I remember them sitting in the room, each loving their books so much. So, what I was thinking about is all the different readers and all the different things that readers love. Um, and so many people that are good friends with other people and they read totally different things. Um, so, I guess all the genres are great. And Then I went and while you were making me laugh, I was going back onto Amazon and I was looking at different books that I'd read recently. And they give you three little spots, it appears, to have three different uh, genres. And so it does give you kind of an idea when you're looking to buy a book, you know, what you're looking for. Like I love, I write memoir and I love to read memoir, but I also love um, historical fiction, and I, I there's all different things that I like to read. So I, I'm really enjoying this conversation, and your comedy is really, really good. Thank you, Kathleen. <laughs>
0: um, I will say on that note that, Kathleen, what would you write? Let's say you can't write memoirs anymore. What genre would you write in?
5: I would have to say that I would go with fiction because I would take stories Probably from my life. And I have a lot of stories. Like my book was 370 pages. I think there's another 500 to be written. So I would probably want to break that up into two books. But, you know, but if I didn't want to keep writing memoir, I might do fiction, but it would still be my stories in my life. I would take it from my life. Like I have little pieces all over uh, in my computer and in my uh, journaling of different stories that happened or are happening, and I guess you could build from that.
0: Absolutely, putting yourself and your heart into your work, whether that's fiction or memoir or nonfiction, it uh, it definitely comes right. across to your reader. So.
5: And tomorrow, Uh, I want all my writer friends (laughs) to say a little um, good luck, because I have to go speak about my book. Um, Kathleen, I'm so excited for this. I was just
1: going to ask you about that. (laughs) It's tomorrow night
5: at 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time.
0: (laughs) It is going to be amazing. I am so excited for you to go and speak about your book, because that's a huge deal.
1: And I You, really you awesome. better be taking pictures. What did you learned from the marketing episode? Right?
5: I know. I, I have your voice in my head, Brandon. And I, one of my uh, closest friends is going to be there and she's going to do that for me. Perfect. I love it. Great. And I, I just packed up all my books and I went to the bank and I got $35 bills because I'm going to charge $15 for my book. And everybody carries twenties, right?
0: Let's hope so. Yeah. Right.
5: So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not good at any of this, but here I go. And I know it's for a good cause, so good I luck. feel good about it.
1: Yes. You'll learn quickly. It's a, it's a. Once you start yeah. doing it, you'll be like, "This is nothing. I got this. I got
5: this." Yeah. I don't know how you condense what I have to say in 20 minutes, however.
0: You are going to be amazing at it. I just am going to give you that confident boost that you are going to succeed with
5: flying colors. Oh, thank you. My biggest concern tonight, however, was what the hell am I (laughs) going to wear? I've got that all figured out now. Good. I'm glad you got that part figured out. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you.
3: Break a leg,
5: Kathleen. Oh, I'm
3: really excited for you. That's awesome.
5: Thank you so much. I promise to report back next week, or maybe um, I'll actually um, not just respond posts. Maybe I'll actually put a post on Twitter you, tomorrow, yes, or on uh, Friday. After
0: all the effort that Brandon put in to marketing on social media last week, <laughs> you had better be putting some posts up. Got you them. better. Be, you gotta be putting posts up. You got it.
5: Alright, and what kind of, is it too vain? Oh, I know other people are listening to this. Is it too vain to put a picture of yourself signing a book, or? No. Absolutely not.
1: Do uh, it. No! Do
5: it!
0: Okay. And if people think it's vain, fuck them. Whatever, they can <laughs> scroll on. Okay, yep. I got that. I mean... Better, <laughs> better have a picture of you signing books
4: because
0: a author moment. Yeah. If you
4: really want to flex, if you really want to flex, you should go get like one of the the quill pen pens that are actually uh. a pen that looks like a quill pen go full out like lavish reality as you're like <laughs> scrawling this intricate like penmanship across the page do it as a flex
5: Oh that's it sounds wonderful good. but if ink comes out of those types of pens it'll be all over the book <laughs> <laughs> yes, will be shaking I did buy special pens though good I'm glad you did yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. okay that's enough about me
0: well
1: Jake I know we have <laughs> We're running out quickly running out of time here. I know we've got a question that I want to give a I want to give a decent amount of time to talk about.
0: Absolutely.
4: Brandon. Yeah. Fucking bastard. So exasperated.
0: <laughs> right? He just he acts like I am just this horrible person that asks so much of him. Uh, you do. Well, here is the question that we have been given, and it's how do you start off creating a scenario? Where the reader knows something the characters don't. Oof. I think that all is going to be
1: dependent on your point of view. Okay. I so... mean, that's my initial, like, what's your point of view? Because that's going to be really determinant. I would not. Oof. I probably, honestly, I probably wouldn't recommend doing that. Okay, why not? Because I feel like it adds more suspense <laughs> when you you're following along the story and you kind of, you can kind of Easter egg it and do these like little hints throughout the story. And cause if you as a reader kind of know that this is the, like, this is what's going to happen. You're, I don't know. It, That's,
0: it can, it, take I feel like it's away from story. the experience,
1: right? Like I would be very careful with that it can be done. It just has to be done in a very intricate way. Has to be divided so opinion. opinion.
4: Of course, Chris, Chris, go, go ahead. for it. Um, so, part of it, like Brandon's saying, is it depends on the it depends on the perspective of the narrator in your story. Right. If your narrator is the character, you know your your protagonist, then you really don't want to give away things that the that the main character doesn't know. Because it breaks the the sense of connection you have to the characters you're reading. It's the it it was well, it breaches the suspension of disbelief, right? Yes. Um. So it's if your character like if you now know things that your character doesn't and your character is reacting to it, it you no longer feel that same level of connection to the character. You want to find out things as your character finds them out, right? Because it's it's that's the perspective you, you're Chris. going with.
2: I agree one hundred percent.
4: Yeah. And it's now there are some stories in which it works, and if you do want to give little nods that like something is going to happen, you can you can do it in a very subtle way by putting out these pieces and presenting them to the character that the character has yet to figure out. Uh, case in point, in one of my in the current project that I'm querying, uh, my Red Riding Hood retelling, um, there are Easter eggs that lead up to a final confrontation um that's going to happen in the story that the main character is getting these information but they're not going to make sense until you get to that point now you as the reader might figure it out because reader be smarter than character but it's 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 all about how you handle it so like say for because for example like my character is like maybe 19 or 20 in the story i'm you know i'm 32 i'm going to figure out some things maybe that, that they don't right also my character is super uneducated because um, there is no formal education in a world lost to you know oblivion, um, so <laughs> it's you know it's weird if you live in a in a giant post-apocalyptic forest, no formal education. Weird how that works, right? Right. But um, so like to us with some understanding of foreshadowing and things like that, we can maybe figure it out. But it doesn't make sense to the character. But you do it in such a way that it doesn't break that suspension of disbelief. You still feel the connection, and you still. Feel satisfied when the character figures it out. Right. So,
2: And I think there's a big difference between foreshadowing and laying the eggs. Right. Um, foreshadowing is so that it doesn't look like you just automatically insert it into the manuscript because it came up in thought. You've got to, you know, if it's something that's going to be surprising, you kind of have to lead in, you know, with those small. Um, nods to it that may or may not be picked up. I guess subtle cues, clues. Um, but like with my pers- my novel, you know, when you've got a mission in place, that mission can be thrown off, but I also have ten small mysteries that go on along with that. My last editor hated that. She said, your reader needs to know what's going on even before your characters do, and I disagreed, so.
0: I feel I, I would like to bring up, like, <clears throat> uh, Lemony Snicket, like, The Series of Unfortunate Events. I think that that one, because the narrator happens to be somebody outside of the story, they can give a lot of clues as to what the characters are going to go through, and it kind of sets the scene up for the reader to understand the peril that the main characters are going to be in. Jake, your dogs are having a heyday behind you. Oh my gosh. I, I'm guessing that somebody rang the doorbell or that my nephew who's autistic came in and I'm going to go with the second one, um, but they're driving <laughs> me nuts. <laughs> love it. I love it. Okay. Well,
1: I think, I mean, I feel like we answered that question pretty well. So, so. hold
4: on, hold on. I do have a slight devil's advocate for it. Of course you do. So, going back to it depends on how you're presenting it. So, my current work in progress, Dead Named, has two main characters, and the story swaps back and forth from their perspectives. So, they're technically each other's narrators. Um, So, there are going to be instances in the story where one character has figured out things about the world that the other character hasn't yet and so like in that instance the reader will get some bits of information and know things that the particular character's perspective doesn't know yet um but it's still coming from a place of picking it up from like another character's perspective so i don't yeah
1: no i think that works because you're still following along with the journey right like you're not just like here's what's gonna happen like they're gonna be murdered okay well now what like, I mean, yeah, you can you can go back
0: and tell that story to how they got there, but.
2: See, and I,
0: mean, I think that there is a brilliant way to do that with, there are a lot of books that start out, you know, like, um, they all die in the end, or, you know, this is not a love story. They don't get together in the end, like 500 Days of Summer. Mm-hmm. And those books, I think you can get away with giving information that is uh crucial to the story because people still want to follow along to figure out why that happens right
4: yeah yeah like and it's, he, it's all about sometimes it's the hook too like with uh with dead named um one of the main characters dies in the first sentence of the book yeah so i love it
2: and then she you dies have in the first page guys uh... ah. You have the new narration of the unreliable narrator, and they're constantly telling the reader's lies.
0: Absolutely, and I love an unreliable narrator, honestly. And
2: that's what I'm working on right now, just trying to stretch myself, and it is difficult.
0: Oh, I'm sure. that That is a lot of extra... I don't think people realize how much extra thought has to go into that to make sure that the narrator themselves sounds oblivious
2: and you know i mean i'm a pantser by nature and i'm having to organize this thing and it is difficult <laughs> <laughs> oh and
0: amy amy says what about the beginning of white lotus season 2 we see the dead character and then how they got there love it absolutely well i've never seen that but yeah i know you were, yeah i think it works it, you
1: can do it and you can follow that journey along. So, so
0: Brandon, we're <sighs> too much out of time. We are out of time. What is our topic for next week? So next week we're going to talk about.
1: I labeled it as overwriting, but I think it's going to be writing to your specific readers. Okay. I like that. I think that works. Like, I- how do you write? How do you write to a young adult? How do you write to this? Right. <laughs>
0: So
4: targeted narration. Do what, Chris? Sorry? So kind of like targeted narrations.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's a great way to phrase it as well. I like much it. better way to phrase that. Um Brandon. Jake. If they missed most of this and they want to listen to it, where can they listen to this love <sighs> See, you do that to me and I can't rattle it
1: off like you can.
0: So I'm gonna let you feel that question. Okay. So oh. if you guys <laughs> Have not been able to listen to the whole entire episode I'd like to don't be afraid to check out the link on the writer's block um after the show or by tomorrow i should have it uploaded to Podbean so that you can listen to it over there or on any of the podcast platforms yeah and all of our past episodes
1: are on there as well so feel free to get on there give them a like give them a comment whatever We've reached, I don't even know how many countries we've reached, Jake. We went international
0: with this show. Yeah, we have. France was our most recent, which was great. And um, I love that we got over 200 downloads. And I also love that we now have, with this one, 18 episodes of the writer's block. Holy shit, 18 episodes. Was not expecting that. Right? (laughs) So I hope that we will see all of you next week. Don't forget.
2: Congratulations, guys. Thank you. I'm going to sound like a
3: big, huge nerd, but huzzah.
0: (laughs) Huzzah, huzzah. Dilly,
1: dilly. Dilly, dilly. Love it. Yes. Thank you. That's we we do this for you guys. And hopefully we can. We got plenty more set up. And if you have a topic you'd like to discuss, let one of us know. We can get you put
4: on the list for sure. (laughs)
0: Well, we will see all of you next
1: week. All right. Thank you, everyone. Have a good week. Good night. Good night. You too. Good night. Bye. Bye.